Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Amen and amen. Come on, if we're going to praise God, let's praise God. If you're in a local, you're online, praise Him. In fact, why don't we all stand to our feet? Even if you're at home, you might go, it doesn't matter when I'm at home. Yes, it does. How many know when royalty is in the room, we stand to honour? And I believe that God is stirring the church globally. In fact, yesterday I was on a Zoom with 70 pastors, just under 70 pastors. And they gathered from all over the world and they're praying for me. And I, I turned it around. And I said, thank you. I need that prayer. Physically, I'm on a journey and I need that prayer. But I'm challenging every pastor to believe for a breakthrough in the supernatural. That this is a season that uh, God is well aware of what's happening in the world. He's well aware of what's happening in Aotearoa. He's uh, aware of what's happening in Australia. And it's great to be connected with Tauranga and then, of course, Melbourne and Adelaide and uh, everyone. But I want to encourage you today that every season has a purpose. The season you're in right now, you can look at it and think, what the heck? But there's a purpose. There's a divine purpose through every season. If you talk to the early church, what we're facing as a world is really nothing compared to what they were facing. Where Almost every day there were those that were standing for righteousness being murdered. And there was a season of preparation and it spawned the birth of the church. And I want to encourage you today that don't look at the things that are natural. Look at the hand of God working supernaturally. This year, we are going to see a breakthrough of the supernatural. We're going to see the church being known as the place to go to if you need a miracle. That God can turn things around. So Father, we stand Today, in honour of You, we thank You, God, that Your presence is here, that Your Word liberates, that You take us through every season and You are the one that strengthens feeble hands. You're the one that lifts those that have lost hope to a place of great hope. And today we come to Your Word and I pray that every one of us will receive a nudge of the Holy Spirit. Enable me to have the strength and the clarity to bring Your Word today, I pray. We pray for those we're standing next to in this auditorium. We pray for those in our local. We pray for our neighbors and those that are online. We pray, God, that you will move every campus. There'll be a touch of heaven. And we honor you. We take a moment to say we love you, we need you, and we're thankful for your grace. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you, team. Just be seated. If you were in church about three weeks ago, I think it was I had the privilege of bringing God's word And uh, I really shared what I feel God is saying to me for the church, for my own life, for the future of His church. And I talked about accessing your divine or our divine supply line. Uh, When you go through what I'm going through, you realize that the only answer is God. And what a great place to be to know that you can access a supply line that God has made available. And yet with that, there is some learnings. And I just shared how all of us need a dedicated dependency. In other words, if we're not dependent on God, we will become overcome by the things that are happening around us. But when you connect with God and you become dependent upon Him, you're dedicating to trust Him. That dependency releases something for you. And I 
spoke out of Psalm 20, verse 1. May the Lord answer you in the day of your trouble. May the name of the Lord or the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Literally, I have found myself repeating this verse because it's the verse God gave to me. God answers me. He defends me. He helps me and he strengthens me. Let me say that again. For some of us today online, we need to hear this, that God is saying, I am here to answer you. But if you're not asking, if you've given up, if you've, you're allowing the circumstantial evidence to rule you, then you're not going to ask like you need to ask. It's not, it's not like, okay, God, if, if it's your will this week, I had this thought. Most Christians believe he can. I reckon there's only a small percentage of Christians that not only believe he can, but know he will. And you might say, yeah, but sometimes I believe for something and it hasn't happened. Yes, but we believe he will bring all things together for good, whatever the outcome. And that's a stimulation to bring you through every storm. You, you have true north when you hang on to that. He answers me. He defends me. He helps me. He strengthens me. Not only do we need a dedicated dependency, but we talked about if we're going to access our divine supply line and activated truth. Did you realize that truth remains disengaged outside of personal alignment? Wow. You can be in church a whole life, but never bring it into alignment with your life and receive the benefit of God's breakthrough power. It's kind of, I believe he can do anything. No, 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 no. Are you aligning your life with the truth of God's word? Because that releases the power of God in a way we've never seen before. God was speaking to Israel in Deuteronomy 8, verse 1. Every commandment which I command you today, here it is, you must be careful to observe. Man, we could just preach on that. The things that God has said to you through his word, are you observing or are you just saying, look, I can't do that right now? That you may live because on the other side of your obedience, of your personal alignments, is, um, you will multiply, go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. And I think, again, this activation of the truth of God's Word brings about a shift. And I believe that faith requires a human response. In fact, in verse 3 of Deuteronomy 8, listen to what the Bible says about God working with Israel in a particular season. He humbled you. He allowed you to hunger. What? This is the God of provision. And he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man cannot live by the things of this world. But man, those that are men and women called by God, how do they live? By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Wow. Yeah, but Paul, I feel like I've lost my way. I feel like I haven't got the answer I'm looking for. Come back to the word of God. Begin to say, God, am I aligning with this or am I just believing it's good, it exists? And God says, no, on the other side of your obedience, on the other side of that alignment, you will discover that you can have a breakthrough power. And there is a challenge for us not only to be dedicated in our dependency and activate truth personally, but we're going to live with an eternal perspective. We're in a world that's shaking. Right now, wars, not just rumors of wars, but wars are taking place. COVID, it's peaking here in New Zealand. 
But I believe that trust is the antidote to fear. I got to choose to trust, not every day. People are saying to me, how are you feeling? To be honest, physically it sucks because there's a compounding effect with treatment. But I got to choose that, man, I, I trust you, God, in this, that I can get through this. When the mind and the body say, well, you know, it's, it's getting worse. It's kind of like it's harder to live through that day. Marie often says to me, how are you doing? I said, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm great in spirit. I'm okay in body. But what I've realized is when we trust, it's an antidote. So fear cannot wrap its arms around us. Some of us today are failing and giving in to fear. See, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember. Oh boy, I need to be speaking to the locals because the auditorium's a bit quiet. Chapel's not doing bad. But we will remember what? The authority, the name of the Lord, our God. And I believe that God is calling us to access a divine supply line. I want to talk today as I move on from that, that Pastor Scott brought a great word last week about us becoming influencers. I don't believe that my life is just existing. I don't think I'm just here to get through the battles. I think I'm called to influence the world I'm in. So even a few people have said this week, you're not doing that well physically. So maybe just you know, just give it a miss for Sunday. I said, listen, if I've got breath in these lungs, I'm not going to sit in four walls and just go, oh man, it's feeling suck right now. I want to influence in the worst of times as well as the best of times. And I want to encourage you that God is looking to you. He's looking to me to be the kind of person that we don't allow the things of this world to be the thing we put our trust in because fear will come but we'll be in this place where we're going to activate our kingdom call. I want to talk about that today because, you see, I'm here on earth not so that I can just be blessed. I'm here to bring God's kingdom into focus with everybody I meet. When I'm with pastors, when I'm with people that live in the street, I'm, in, I, I'm called to be an influencer. And as I said, every season has a purpose. I think God is allowing, like He did in the wilderness to shake up the Israelites, to learn to trust Him, to become humbled. And I think God is saying to all of us, He's saying, you know what? Don't just live for what you want, but become an influence. Begin to reach a world that is crying out, is there any answer around? And the church is silent, and the people that have a faith believe He can, but they leave it to God rather than, I'm going to step into this place of an influencer. And I think alignment precedes breakthrough. I reckon in this season, it's just my personal view prophetically that God is allowing things that we never expected would happen so that we would be positioned to become someone who activates our kingdom call. That season of realignment. You know, Jesus in Matthew 6 and verse 5 was teaching and he was helping people to understand how the kingdom of God works. He says, when you pray, make sure that you don't pray like the hypocrites. In other words, they believe that I can, but they pray or they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that people would look at them and they would become known or be seen by men. Assuredly, said Jesus, that they have their reward. That's challenging. 
Supernatural authority, I believe, is accessed or accessed rather or accesses in the eternal realm. And what was happening is the religious people were praying the prayers that they knew they meant to pray, and they were praying to be seen by other people to say, well, at least they're doing the job. And you know what God was saying? That's not enough. Not enough just to turn up to church and live on somebody else's faith. You're called to be an influencer, and if there is going to be a release of the supernatural authority, it's only accessed in the spiritual realm. Wow. Do you know that Jesus, the Son of God, came in humanity form, but he realized he was empowered through prayer. He realized that the power of heaven was released because he would understand the heart of the Father and what was on the agenda of his Father in heaven. And so that would release him into the power that was needed here on earth. We are not going to change this world. We are not going to bring the gospel to this world just by theology. We're not going to be by great preaching. We're going to see it changed by a demonstration of the authority and the power of heaven. And I'm praying that at our church, with many other churches, will be known as, that's the go-to place. That's where miracles happen. That's the go-to place. That's where things shift. That's the go-to place. Why? Because we've accessed something of spiritual authority. Wow. But Jesus didn't finish there. Verse 6, he goes on. And he says, But you, when you pray, go into your closet. How much time have you spent in your room, God room, this last week? And when you have shut the door on your fear, when you have shut your door on prognosis, when you've shut your door on what you don't think other people are doing right, pray to your Father. Here it is who's in the secret place. Oh, God can do it. No, no, no. There's a secret place. Your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Could it be that we're not seeing the power of God move because we don't spend time in the secret place? And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. Because guess what? Your father knows the things you have need before you even ask him. It's a season of realigning, realigning our alliance. It's coming to the but God equation. I don't have to work it all out because I've got a father in heaven that already knows the need. And so I not only know he can or I believe he can, I know he will work everything together for good whether it's my agenda and the way I saw it or I didn't see it. I'm going to position my trust in God. I'm going to embrace a yes response. I'm going to commit to a life of kingdom influence and investment. Then powerfully in verse 9, in this manner, therefore, Jesus said, this is how you ought to pray. Not just bless this food and not even think about it. Not just pray because you want to be seen to be praying. I want you to pray like this, our Father, Whoa. our Father who's in heaven, no government of this world, no army can ever take down. Our Father, the one that understands us more than we understand ourselves, our Father who art in heaven, 
Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts and forgive our debtors. And do not lead us to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen. Just reading that again this week in preparation. Our Father, it's the declaration of our belonging. Dad's got it. Dad's got my future. Dad's got my family. Dad's got the hardest of human circumstances. Dad's got it to see the Ukrainians standing in the subways praying and saying, well, God, you're my father. Yeah, but what if I got COVID? What if I lost my job? What if, listen, grow up. I might be a bit straight today, but that's the way I feel to be. It's kind of like there's a stirring in my heart, and it's kind of like we've got a dad, and he's always been there, and he's always in control. He's never once. He'll allow certain things to happen, but there's always a reason, and there's a shift in seasons. Our Father, our belonging, hallowed be your name. That's our authority. It's the name of Jesus. It's not the name of anything else. It's the name of Jesus. Your kingdom come. That's our mission. And that's what this influence is about. In the middle of a lot of enemy attack that is destined to try and cause the church to splinter and to be against each other and to get confused. I said at our heart and soul this week, I have such a heaviness in my heart about the global church. We're a part of that. I've spent 40 plus years full-time ministry just encouraging people to commit to seeing people connect with their kingdom call. And to see people now getting sidelined because of issues. Some losing sight of a kingdom priority life. And yet we need to realize we're looking for fulfillment like we've never looked for it before. But fulfillment is found in our God call. So that's why Jesus begins to say, you've got to see life differently. Like Pastor Scott said last week, God's plan is enlargement, not backing off. Not, not shrinking, not going, oh yeah, but I'm so worried about the future. No, you know what verse 10 says? Let me read it again. Your kingdom come when you pray. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, I have lived now for 62 years. I have not seen that come to pass. I've seen a measure of it come to pass. I've seen the changing power of God. But here's the thought. Who is responsible to cause that to come to pass? Thy kingdom come. Your will be done as it is in heaven. I don't believe that's God's responsibility. I believe it's our kingdom call. That's why we serve. That's why we commit to saying, hey, we're going to reach our world in an effective way. We're going to bring Christ to them. You look at everything that's happening in our world. As I said, the war in the Ukraine, human beings down at the protests throwing what they shouldn't throw at police. and That's only little bits compared to what's really happening on a global scale. Listen, we need the kingdom of God to come to our world. And my challenge for every, every born-again believer, have we picked up the responsibility to bring His kingdom to our world? 
to literally bring a shift in the people around us. It's time to build the kingdom. It's time to become a kingdom influencer. I don't think I can rest without more and more happening to see the kingdom of God established. And today, I know many are in our lounge rooms and we've been through seasons. Some of us haven't even been able to be in church for the last seven or eight months. But I want to challenge you today, don't allow that to become the norm. Sometimes we're made or we're pressured and so we find ourselves watching a screen, but that's not God's ultimate. God's ultimate is that as a community, we learn to love, we learn to support, we learn to hear what our God call is and begin to make a difference in the world in which we live. And even if we're going through our own personal crisis, we get up and we say, by God's grace, I'm going to keep seeing your kingdom come to earth as it is in heaven. And so if that's what we should pray, that's because God knew we haven't seen it yet. I'm preaching good today. Oh, am I even getting a clap in the auditorium? I'll take that. So a couple of thoughts with that. So let's go into this thought of activating our kingdom core. I think the first priority that comes to me after serving God for so many years is the need for us to be activating or making a kingdom investment in people. People are hungry. They, we all have got things we've gone through that caused us to give up yesterday, as I said, with this Zoom of nearly 70 pastors. Man, the power of God through that Zoom. And I walked away lifted in spirit. Why? Because of the power of investment into people. One of my life-changing verses many years ago, and I preach on it all the time, but I'm going to do it again because, you know, God's Word is relevant now. It's not a yesterday word. It's a now word. This is what Jesus said, and I want you to take this to heart in your lounge room, local, one of the campuses. I want you to think about this. You are the light of this world. Oh. So could it be that the darkness of this world is partly to blame on people not activating their kingdom core? And we point the finger at other people, but I wonder, see a city on a hill that is set on a hill, Jesus said, cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp, put it under a basket. It's not just a Sunday experience. But they put it on the lampstand so it gives light to all who are in the house. I realized many years ago that I have the responsibility of bringing light. Eternity's at stake. Do you realize that people stumble without life, light? In the area in which we live, I've been on a journey over recent years just to connect with everybody I come across and drop the God factor. And God's given me a lot of opportunity over these last few months. Because you see, verse 16 says, let your light so shine. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Did you realize our light exists for others? But I do think the church needs a shake-up, the global church, because it's all about me, my blessing. 
I've got all these goals. I'm asking God to help me with those goals. God is a loving Father. He wants the best for you. So that's not wrong. But if that is the apex of your faith, you're not influencing the world. And you will live unfulfilled because the more stuff you have, the less fulfilled you become if it's not surrendered to a kingdom mandate. And I believe that God is stirring us up where we live, where we work, where we shop, where we stop. That every time we should be thinking about this challenge to make a kingdom investment in people, not just a high, an opportunity not to try and force the gospel down their throats, but just to let them know that, you know, Paul, how you doing? Well, to be honest, on a journey physically, yeah, we heard about that. People in our street, people up the road. In fact, I talked to somebody yesterday and they were just saying, hey, complete non-Christian. Somebody that was a hard nut to crack a couple of years ago, just their personality. But I made a decision every time I intersect them, I'm crossing the road to say hi. You know what they said to me yesterday? Maybe after a dozen encounters. And I knew they would not take the fact of religion or a faith-based. They said, you know, you look so good. I said, thank you. How are you doing with it all? I said, yeah, it's tough. But then I said, I did have a scan and it's showing that the cancer is shrinking. And you know what they said? They said, if anybody can get through this, you can. From someone that kind of arm's length, no faith experience, found out what I do. If anybody can get through that, is that the intentional investment of a kingdom piece of gold? Come on, there is a time where we go, hey, you know, fear is all around, but I've discovered God can deal with that fear. A couple of years ago, I met a guy, a friend of one of our family, First time I met him, I couldn't believe his language. It's like every, I don't know, every second word it felt like anyway was the F word. But he had a nice smile and I just felt like the Holy Spirit say, connect with him. He loves to fish. I love to fish, so he's on the God track. You know, over the last few years, I've discovered he's a really cool guy. We've gone fishing together. I felt like there is a mandate for me to intersect his world. Recently, we were at an event and he was there with his wife and daughter. And I just felt like God say, spend time with him. And I think I spent up to 45 minutes just sitting next to him and we just talked about everything. He's the same guy that has said to me, I don't really uh, believe in all that religious BS. And yet he said too, just in that 45-minute get-together, you know what? I reckon you're going to get through this. And then he said, and you do a pretty good job on TV. <laughs> and what I'm saying to everybody, you say, Paul, we've got to activate our kingdom call, but what do we need to do? Make a kingdom investment in people. Don't spend your time just in stuff because stuff is stuff and stuff will go. Stuff will never fulfill you. But there is a call of God for us 
to begin to invest into people. Our mission as a church is not to have nice buildings and great worship. We'll have all of that. We'll have a move of God. But you know what? If that move of God doesn't lead us to reach in the world, they have a lost eternity. We have the light. We're keeping it under a bushel. And I'm saying, let's get challenged to move beyond it. You're called to be a kingdom influencer. And if we're going to align our kingdom call, activate it, not only do we need to make an investment into people, but secondly, I think we need to commit to build God's house. As I said before, I think there is room, and at times it's the only option is for us to be online. But being online doesn't build God's house. It may build us, but it doesn't build God's house. And after you're out of it because of COVID for seven or eight months, I think there needs to be a popper in the faith saying, hey, get up off the couch and let's build God's house. Seeing some business people out the front of church early this morning, still on the car park, still building God's house. See, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Not an individual, a city. God chose the church to be the representation of his kingdom here on earth. And I just, I challenge everyone that we need to, again, underscore the power of the coming together of the saints. The enemy works through creating distance. And yes, COVID is a consideration. We can't always do it. But I, say, I said to somebody recently who was so, oh, COVID, I'm not coming back to church where people are. I said, you know what? Jesus entered the leper colony. And yes, we have to be wise, but he touched the leper at a time where leprosy could touch him. And he said, I'm here to build the kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'll do whatever I can and see that work. And, and, and I believe that God's saying that same financially. Yeah, we can't always have the same seasons where we can, but we should be honoring God with the first because that's going to bring the release of God. Let's see the church become stronger and more powerful in society. I've always preached that, the go-to place. God will build your house if you build his, is what the Bible says. I love 1 Chronicles 29.10. Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all of the assembly. And David said, blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. You've got to realize that David saw the power and the authority of God work through his life. You are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you. You reign over all. In your hand is power to do uh, and might. In your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. Then verse 16, O Lord, our God, all this abundance we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name. It's from your hand and is all your own. You go to Hebrews chapter 10. Let us consider one another to stir up love. Good works, not forsaking, the, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another as so much more as the day approaches. I reckon today, let me just put it out there, there'll be a lot of people who have a real faith and a love for God, not even considering the church, building the church. You build God's house, He builds yours. It's a divine principle. You won't lose out, get your kids in church. 
That's what's going to cause them to get through their teenage years. Do not forsake the gathering together. And I think the final one, as the team come to me around this thought of committing to build, or rather activating our kingdom call, is to live beyond the judgment of others. See, I, I think my kingdom call means that I've got to bite my lip. And I've got to stop judging others. What is weakening the church, even in this season more than any other season, is that we are judging one another. We're judging the decisions we make. But when we go back to God's Word, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, Jesus said, judge not. You may have an opinion, but don't judge. Judge not, and you will not be judged. For with the judgment that you judge, you will be judged. Well, we're right and they're wrong. And it's like, well, you can have an opinion, but as soon as you make that known to someone else, it's a judgment. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So why do you keep looking at the speck in your brother's eye, but don't consider the plank in your own? Or how can you say, your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye. And look, there's a plank in your own eye. Hypocrite, that's what you are. Jesus was pretty straight. First remove the plank in your own eye and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's eye. Until you get rid of your own plank, you never see yourself as being judgmental. And we've got decisions that people are making and everyone has a right to make that decision. But I believe that God is saying to us afresh, do you know that kingdom balance is not found in extremes? So Jesus literally said, you have no right ever to judge someone else. People knock on my door all the time, ask me, what do you think about this pastor? What do you think about that? What that church do? What do you think? I go, I have opinions and maybe we would do things differently, but I'm not the one to make that judgment. Come on. It may be different to me, but I'm not to make a judgment and I need accountability around that. Did you know that judgment is not a kingdom deposit? It actually will bind you up and set you up to be judged. Our current global season, I'm just putting it out there, let's respect each other's right because we are in a time where God is preparing us for the greatest future. Start, time to stop shooting each other, <laughs> honoring people and removing judgment. In this manner, therefore, pray, Matthew 6, 9, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't it amazing that all of that precedes our own personal need? Then we can ask for our daily bread. When we honor the kingdom and make that happen, commit our lives to seeing that flourish. So many people have asked me over many years, why do you keep taking such big steps of faith? And I go, it's only because God said, would you do it? I don't get it all right. But I want to challenge you. Let's be people that activate our kingdom call by making a kingdom investment in family and friends this week. It doesn't have to be over the top, just a deposit of belief and hope. Be true about your faith. Don't back away from that. It's light that penetrates the darkness. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. 
and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.